Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I am recording this uh, before Brave, but you are listening to it after Brave, so I'm sure my life will, the whole thing will literally have shifted uh, between now and when you hear this in about a week and a half, but uh, we're going to do this anyway. And part of being brave, aside from um, the eight kinds that are listed on the website that you know I've given examples of, part of it is just being honest about where you are in any given moment. And so this is um, something that I've been working on for weeks, and it's really, really, really taking a while to come to the surface, and it still doesn't feel exactly like spot-on 100% perfection, but I don't know that it's going to get to spot-on 100% perfection until... God knows how long, and I'm not willing to wait, you know, eight months to change a sentence or two so that it's absolutely perfect, because I want you to have this now. So, in the interest of talking about Brave, you can grab the recordings. It's the last week of them being available, as far as I know, Should there, unless there's some sort of worldwide outcry requiring more of them. Um, they are 99 bucks at kristenkelp.com slash brave, and it is so long as the event actually happened, because again, this is before it's happened, so long as the event actually took place, it will be about six hours of audio with all of the brave um, lectures and ideas and, and my speaking and Q&A, and with any luck, I'll have convinced a few people to let me share their hot seats with you, which is when you have a question, you have a big life issue, and then we work through it together. People have told me that that is my particular brand of magic, and so since it requires other people, you really don't get to see it in action very often, unless you come to workshops or pick up the recordings. So that's kristenkelp.com slash brave, $99, bada bing, bada boom, and then it's finito, and I'll unveil the next thing not at this time, but later. So, <laughs> so go get them. And this today is, um, is, is really honest. And, uh, I spent two whole minutes introducing it, which means that I'm nervous. So let's do this. This is called, I have a tough time with tenderness. It's easy for me to make plans for sweeping changes and short timelines Throw out all the sugar and cheese and processed foods and bring in the vegetables. Buy the 30-day pass and get to the gym every day. Toss all the plastics and load up on glass containers 
excuse me, reusable bags and never use plastic ever again for any reason, right? Like big, giant, sweeping changes. I'm good at those. Also productivity. I tend to write books in six weeks or less. If I'm not achieving, I'm not living. And if I don't want to do something that's on my calendar, too bad. I do it anyway. And if I'm tired and writing isn't happening, suck it up. Keep going. And if I feel like shit for no reason I can discern, or <laughs> for reasons I can discern but can't actually prevent, like I've looked at the news for too long, oh well, there's work to do. No one cares about how you feel, least of all your work ethic. I hope you can tell that that's asshole brain talking to me. Tenderness, even internally, in the realms where no one else sees or knows me, is associated with weakness. If I don't make fists and rise up in anger, if I don't fulfill the obligations on my calendar every single day in the order listed, Asselbrin is very particular about that, if I don't achieve myself into a new financial echelon on a regular basis, if I don't grow my following by X percent per year, then I'm weak or I'm failing or both. I have a tough time with tenderness. It means I have to sit with myself in pain and in mess and listen to asshole brain without actually believing a thing asshole brain says. It means that sometimes I don't get as much done as I'd planned. It means that I don't push myself past the point of exhaustion and waste three hours doing a task that would take 20 minutes if I just moved it to tomorrow. So I was consulting with an herbalist since a panic attack triggered a look at my health on on a more than passing, have a few green smoothies and do yoga once a week kind of basis. So the herbalist, and if you don't know what that is, it's a person that studies herbs and plant medicine and then makes tonics and teas and tinctures and elixirs and brews on your behalf in order to, that are distinct to your particular body and that um, she suspects or has a hunch will work with your body to do good things without being like prescription drug, lots of side effect type medications, right? So I told her the basics of my humanity with a great deal of shame and more than a touch of anger at myself. And by more than a touch, I mean quite a bit of anger at myself. I'm just being nice. The, the basics of my humanity are that I'm one third as productive in February as in July. I dread the coming of October and November because then I'm staring down the barrel of December, which is all right because Christmas and, and, you know, lights and things. But then January, right? I sleep far more in the winter. I have way more energy in the spring and in the summer. Like today it was sunny. The buds are blooming. It's spring here. And it is like pep in my step. I wake with the sun. And most of the time I want to go to sleep with the sun or shortly after as well. She looked at me with such tenderness as she pointed out that that's what mammals do. And um, we're mammals. It was almost unbearable for a stranger to look at me, the sum of me having just consulted for an hour and a half about my daily cycles and foods and bodily functions and habits, and say that I might be right. Where was the work ethic and the magic pill to make me impervious to weather and the seasons and whether the sun is shining? Where was her admonishment for my clear lack of willpower at getting things done no matter what because it's on the calendar? Where was her stern voice and her berating commentary about my weight or my exercise or whatever, right? 
I expected a quick assessment and an even quicker cure. Instead, she met me with tenderness. Ugh, tenderness. Tenderness means admitting that instead of being wrong or broken, I might just be an animal who hasn't lost its instinct. What if my instincts and your instincts are on point and my fighting them is actually causing unnecessary pain? What if I plan for seasonal rhythms and plan for input to match my output and plan to keep on keeping on as the seasons allow, but this time to do it with some semblance of kindness toward myself? <sighs> that is me making assorted straining faces that indicate I would rather take a pill and schedule myself into oblivion than be a mammal. Because being a mammal... <sighs> It is so much harder, it's so much easier to beat myself up and start a new exclamation point, life-changing exclamation point, revolutionary exclamation point program than to soften and deepen into my most human spots. Tenderness means admitting to my depression when it shows up, and it's usually seasonal. It means taking my magical herbal tonic for anxiety when I read the news and it's too much to process. It is often too much to process. Tenderness means getting help being human in the form of other humans who practice acupuncture and breath work and yoga teaching and, and talking with people I love about everything that's going on inside of me instead of trying to give them the buttoned up, no worries here, triple exclamation point, A++ version of things. Tenderness means living into the hard places without judging myself for the existence of those hard places. It means I'm paying closer attention to the gentle ways change can come about instead of trying to push and strain and achieve my way through every day. What if I don't clear the cupboards of every single tasty process thing in an effort to start over 100% and simply buy less shit food and more broccoli every time? What if I acknowledge that change can be and often is gradual instead of trying to overhaul the entirety of my being again and again and again? What if I don't give in to the temptation to take on a 30-day challenge and instead find ways to incorporate nurturing into every single day? What if nurturing are one and the same? Oh God, it's so hard. That's what she said. Welcome to Tenderland. The good news is that there's less self-flagellation here. When I can be with my humanity here in Tenderland, its rough edges and flaws, and the wintry desire to go to bed at 6.30 because it has already been dark for two hours, I can extend that same courtesy to others. Even if you can't sit with your desire to nap all day or to eat all the carbs or check your phone 744 times, I can. I've been practicing. If I can be tender to myself, being tender to other humans is far less challenging. Of course, asshole brain does not agree. If I just push harder, hustle more, put my nose to the grindstone, and try more, I'll get further, right? Like lifting 100 pounds, or running 7 miles, or sweating in a 105 degree room with 40% humidity for 90 minutes. It's got to be hard in order to matter. Laying off, easing up on myself, and being gentler with my humanity couldn't possibly be beneficial. Could it? I took a 30-day sabbatical 
in which I burned my last business to the ground and survived. You might remember. No productivity police showed up to haul me off to efficiency jail. Likewise, punishing my body for being a body, human and prone to tiredness and nap-desiring, sweaty and smelly and alive, hasn't worked yet. I weigh exactly as much as I did before I decided to do all the punishy, revolutionary, exclamation point things to myself. I'm totally fighting back tears. What if being kinder to myself lets me be kinder to others? What if loving the parts of me that are dark and weak, see depression and my penchant for hermiting, means I'm capable of loving other humans more? What if refusing to hate my body means I'm more capable of seeing the miracle of being alive that lives in every single body, no matter its shape or size? What if quietly, lovingly refusing to judge other humans or put them in small boxes means that I'm more capable of finding and voicing nuance and complexity within myself and for other humans? What if tenderness is, in fact, the answer? The world has plenty of go, 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 scheduled for 12 to 15 hours a day, busy, busy humans. We seem to be losing the people who aren't moving at warp speed. The people who work and play and ponder, fully acknowledging that the most brilliant ideas don't come at our 16 and a half of a 17 hour day, but in those moments when we step away from work, and dive into something else entirely. What if I stop being angry at myself for everything I haven't yet achieved? Oh, that is, that is so fucking hard. What if we're not here to achieve? What if we're just here to love? And in love, tenderness is always the answer. Damn it. Tenderness is the answer. I still have a tough time with tenderness, but I'm working on it. May you know the tenderness that comes of seeing your dark spaces and your hard spots and your sharp corners and sitting with them and being human. May you accept your mammalian nature and your desire to rise with the sun and sleep with the sun. May you acknowledge the changing of the seasons with grace and something like kindness toward yourself. And may you find deep, deep, deep within yourself when you make these tiny changes that you are proud of the changes you're making, that you're worthy of love and tenderness just as you are because you're breathing. And may you know all the way down to the core of your being what it is to be tender in your most private, all alone, no one else is watching moments. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, 
while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.